1: Welcome back to another episode of the Street Alpha Podcast. I am your host, Tooks. For those of you guys who are watching, please make sure you guys smash that like button. Keep showing your support. Really appreciate everybody who's been listening to the podcast. With this episode, we're going to provide as much value as possible. Um, as you guys know, I film. I've been filming for about eight years. And today, we have a guest who's also been filming probably for longer than that, or maybe around the same time. Not really sure. We'll talk about it in a second. Um, but we're going to try to provide as much information for you guys, all you car videographers, and even some photographers, if you guys are interested in learning how to shoot cars and what goes into it. So let's clap it up for Sam, also known as Schwa Films. Thank you, bro. Thank you. I'm excited <laughs> to be here. All right. So I'm, I'm happy that you're here again. Thank you. Thank this you. This is another refilm. Um, we filmed, what, like two months ago? Yeah, just about. Yeah, yeah well, like two, two months, months ago. Um, and all I did was ramble about. Client stuff, weddings, like it yeah. wasn't really uh, a good episode, not on you, on my part. It's like a and, therapy session. Yeah, it was a therapy session. <laughs> and I was just ranting about things that like I felt were important. So um, I just felt like it wouldn't do your episode justice. Appreciate so, that. Thank you. Today, we can talk about things that are relevant to the car community mm-hmm. and car photographers, and hopefully we can help people out and also get a little bit of your backstory as well. For sure. So um, you started filming, what, eight years
0: ago or... A lot longer than that. Mm, when I was 13. So what is that? Oh, 13. Yeah. Te- Te- technically. Yeah. Are you 30 yet? I'm, I'm actually 33 in two days. Oh, okay. Damn. <laughs> Why is everyone? I'm, I'm old, bro. Yeah, I know. Old. I feel like every
1: episode is the same thing with like the age. It's like, I don't, I don't, I think I just have this thing in my head where everybody's younger than me. I don't know what it is. <laughs> it's just, it's I just... thought you were younger than me. That's crazy. Um, baby face. You know? Yeah. So 13. <laughs> so damn, you've been filming way longer than me. then. that's probably like, yeah, twice so sixteen years mm-hmm. maybe
0: it was it wasn't cars and stuff then though it was it was a lot different so
1: you're doing skateboarding stuff right
0: yeah so yeah. what uh what were you filming with back then at thirteen what year was that uh that had to have been 2000, well, 2000, 2010, oh, two thousand is- well two thousand ten two thousand two oh two yeah, 2000, right? Would you have like yeah. a Sony, so a cassette, 2003. <laughs> yeah, mini DV, bro. mini TV and cam. the tapes are mad expensive. And I had, you know, I had like no money. So, you know, the tapes are like four packs for like sixty dollars. It's expensive. That's it was wild. Expensive. Yeah,
1: yeah. I didn't even. Um, I actually filmed a, a video like years ago with like a old camcorder, mm-hmm. and uh, it was pretty cool. But I just don't. I never understood how people back in the day used to like. Go through all that process of like transferring and like all that stuff. It's just oh, like it's a nightmare. Hassle.
0: You'd have a capture camera because you didn't want to screw up the regular camera, the expensive camera that you had. So you bought like a burner camera to run the tape through to offload the foot. <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot. It was a lot. It's it definitely was, a was
1: not for me, but it definitely gives you a, a certain aesthetic to mm-hmm. so, like your 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 footage. It's for definitely sure. a cool thing. Yeah. Um, so when did you start with cars?
0: Cars, I started when I was about. 17ish. Seven, yeah, like 16-17 I kind of like really start to dive into that more. Did you have a car already at the time? So, at that time I had don't I had a Hyundai Tiburon. Oh, Hyundai. that's I, I used to want one of those. Did you? Yeah. Really? Yeah, when I was it, yeah, around that age, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I had a Hyundai Tiburon. It was it was like one of the, you know, the first cars that you know, you kind of modify. It was like cheap. So it was it was good to have. It was a good first car. Yeah. But yeah, it was around then I started to really like it had it cars. had like
1: some good body lines though. That's what drew me drew me to it. Like the, the
0: it body did. Lines it was just slow. Slow transmission right. was horrible. Right. You know, quality wasn't good overall. But I mean, it was yeah, it was fun. You don't think about that when you're young though. No, like, you when don't. you no, no
1: you you're don't. just like yo. I used to want a Celica. I mm-hmm. used to want that car too. Like all the cool looking cars with like shapes and like different you know, Ferrari looking type cars. Mm-hmm. I I was more uh, drawn to those. But um, I just never could afford them.
0: So. Yeah. No, it's, not, it's it's a great first car to modify. And like, you know, with that kind of stuff, you get excited. Yeah. You know, it's cheap to mod. So you just kind of have fun with it.
1: Right, right, right. So um you were filming, you had a Tiburon all that time. And then basically you were filming for fun or did you have goals like a goal to kind of film for a living
0: make money out of it or it was just like a thing where you're just like a hobby basically so I was kind of I was kind of filming for fun at first um but I knew at some point because I liked doing it so much because coming from skateboarding I was filming that all the time right, right. so uh coming from that I knew I wanted to do something with it and I've always been into like action sports adrenaline cars all this kind of stuff so cars was a was a great outlet for me to start and do that. Right. So it was kind of just natural that it was gonna kinda like proceed that way, you know. Right, right, right. So um what was your first paid gig? My first paid gig <sighs> my first had to have been PetroWorks. Mo over at PetrolWorks. Mo. Yeah. That's my guy. Shout yeah. out to Mo. Yeah. Mo's the just man watching. He's a G. Yeah. OG.
1: Mo Mo is um <laughs> we're gonna have him on the podcast soon. Mm. Um Oh, you got it. Every time I would drive by there he was has has like mad cars over
0: there millions of cars and I was just like yo why millions. like
1: but it's cool it's good marketing mm-hmm. you know you have a bunch of cars crazy builds out mm-hmm. there too like working Supras, on the craziest things RX7 I've seen the wildest builds at, at his shop mm-hmm. um so I, I'm sure at that at the time when he does put, come on the podcast we'll definitely be able to talk about he's got a lot to talk about yeah. for sure I see he's he's making some dope content as well right now mm-hmm. a lot of valuable information Not, so shout yeah, out to Mo I've,
0: I've done some stuff with him for, for in the automotive world so we can dive into that a little Yeah thing, yeah you
1: know? no so so Mo um damn, that's a good place to start because
0: he has all cars, like yeah. all the dope cars. So Genius that classics. was, that was a really good jumping off point. One of my buddies introduced me to him and he didn't live like too far from me. So it was great. So I was, I was actually working like construction at that time. And you know, I wasn't full time doing video yet. Right. So I would come home after work and I'll go to his shop and film what he had in the shop, whether he was working on something or it was like a finished build or we yeah. and did something. Like we were doing some like really cool stuff and that was a really good outlet for me to start because not only am I filming really cool shit there, but there's also the owners of the cars. Right. So right. I'm like networking with them at the same time and Mo's always uh, been really cool with introducing me to people and stuff like that. So I met a lot of people in that world, um, including uh this guy named Anthony who ran Importgram, which ended up getting me into like the car meet world and that like launched to a whole different import gram. Yeah. That
1: sounds like a classic kind of a. Uh thing. It was big back in the day. Yeah, yeah it was big Import back in the program. day. I'm
0: sure a lot of people watching probably yeah. knew of it, but yeah.
1: So you definitely recommend going into a shop and basically just, you know, offering, I don't want to say your services, but just mm-hmm. kind of working for free basically, and kind of hopefully networking and kind of getting more clients through the shops yeah. or the clients if, that come into the shop. If
0: you're starting out in the automotive field and like you really love this stuff, I mean, detailing shops, vinyl wrapping, performance shops, and again if you're starting out you don't have to go in there you know gung-ho and be like hey i'm going to charge you this because this is you know what i deserve right. like, if you're new to it you can you know ease yourself in you know make good connections and then kind of go from there yeah but yeah i mean every one of these shops has uh even uh like car rental places too right like exotic rental places like yeah. all these people you know they have car owner whatever you know that's great networking
1: yeah i do the same thing so i used to do the same thing mm-hmm. um i still do um I think that's one of the best ways to get your foot in the door and mm-hmm. kind of consistently have clients because unless you're working with a shop owner mm-hmm. who is a douchebag and he's just like, no, you can't shoot the clients. You're not going to, you know, sometimes sure. people get pissed off about that There's when you start people out there like working that. with clients through the shop. Mm-hmm. But, um, I think if you're in that situation, you probably shouldn't be working for that person because yeah. you have to be able to grow as a videographer and a photographer. For sure. And if you're working for free already, um, you know, The guy should have the best. He should have you know. He should care about you enough to absolutely. You want want to to lift
0: both of each other up, right? You know, it can't it can't be one sided.
1: Exactly. So after after you started getting clients through there, you started like obviously blowing up more Mm -hmm. and starting shooting more content. Did you have a car at the time for yourself? Like, are you actually a car
0: guy? I'm definitely a car guy for sure. You are. Right now, right now I don't because all my, all my money and time is invested into like growing this business yeah. and doing more stuff. So I have a forerunner right now, but yeah, I had, I had a Tiburon, I had a Genesis Coupe. At that time I had a 350Z, um, yeah, yeah. I had a Q50 and at that time that 350Z was basically fully stocked, but down the line, it, it got a little modded actually right before H2O. So there's,
1: yeah. H2O. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So um, what year was that when you, when you went to your first H2O? 2014. 2014. Yeah, 2014. Oh, so you were OG. What year did yeah. H2O start? Well,
0: some people might might not say I'm OG OG. There are That's people out saying. there that are going to be like, yeah. yeah, this kid came in way late in the game. Right, but right, yeah. right. So yeah.
1: when did it start? Do you know? H2O? H2O?
0: Like the first year or it's been going on for ages? It's been going on for a long time. Wow. Way before I went there. Yeah. For sure. I mean, I think at least 2004, 2005. Like it didn't start out as what people online see it as now. It's right. just like, you know, event Ocean City. It started out like as an actual meet. And then it just kind of grew into this whole different beast
1: so you weren't filming your first year there right
0: um so i was oh you were but it wasn't anything serious as like the years after that it was more so i was just kind of like capturing stuff for fun vibes were immaculate awesome time there i brought my 350z down there i was cruising with friends We were just filming like random meetups and stuff um but it wasn't until 2015 was when i started actually like documenting the event so
1: in 2014 when you were cruising because that's that's a big thing right now um Mm -hmm at Gatlinburg, that was like, like a hot topic where it's like takeovers and all these things are happening. Um, and nothing really happened where it was like a takeover vibe, Mm -hmm. but apparently from people who are going to Gatlinburg before, Mm -hmm. it seemed like the same kind of vibe where it was just like, you go to gas stations, you go to like, you know, local meetups and you can just chill and watch cars on the strip Mm -hmm. this year. From what I experienced, um, it was dope. A lot of people, I love to see a lot of people show up for anything car related. Mm -hmm but however like the cops were there people were getting arrested people were drinking while walking at the gas station and and stuff like that so um those things i guess people kind of look at and say um damn like it used to be chill before and now it's getting crazy Mm -hmm. it wasn't crazy but i think next year it might be something where it's like a big deal because there's more attention on that event Mm -hmm. so h2o in the beginning it it lasted a long time but i think just with the times Mm -hmm. i think from from 2014 till till now, even COVID, mm-hmm. I think things just got out of the hand because there weren't takeovers back then. I don't remember takeovers being a thing.
0: No, or like on a whole different started. smaller scale, if, if yeah. any, you know? I mean, people... I thought 2014 through 2016 was mild, but there are going to be other people who say it was it was already like a shit show back then. Right. But uh, the way I remember it, it wasn't even anywhere close to where was 17 and up right, went right. to. You know, 2014 and 15 for me, like, it was... I mean, there was a hurricane one year, which sucks, which kind of like you know put a damper on everything. But 2014, 15, and 16 were all like great vibes. It was all parking lot stuff. and was kind of chill. I mean, there was like rowdy shit happening, but nothing even close to you know 17, 18, 19, et cetera.
1: So the burnouts and stuff like that—that um, that was always a thing. Because I remember when I went in 2018, mm-hmm. um, not that I cared. Like I was, I was, it was dope. Like yeah, like I said, anybody that showed up to a car event for the same reason, for this, to share the same passion for cars, mm-hmm. I fuck with it. But Um, it's just the people that intentionally do things in front of cops or they, you know, antagonize the cops and start Mm -hmm. to start trouble. It it doesn't make it any easier for anybody else in the future. So, um, the burnouts were a big thing. Like people would just like swarm certain blocks, do Mm -hmm. burnouts and the lines would happen. Mm -hmm. Uh, I thought it was cool. Um, but it wasn't like on a main road or a strip,
0: you know? So was that always a thing, or did that become more of a thing later on? Like the 20... burnouts were always a thing, but not okay. for the scale it like grew to. Right. Like there is there is a difference in like doing burnouts for fun or like you know in front of your friends, recording with cell phone, or whatever. And then then it became like this mob mentality sort of thing where like people would always like hundreds of people would egg you on like people, some people driving the script would get legitimately scared by how many people would actually like surround the car and be like, do a burnout, do a burnout, do a it's burnout. intimidating. Yeah. yeah, it is not a hundred percent. And, but some people, you know, they get egged on by it for whatever reason and they just send it, you know,
1: <laughs> if you, if you know, like when you're leaving a car meet and your car's not even like fast or anything, like somehow you end up doing stupid shit. Like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's yeah. hard. Cause you, if you're in a certain car, you, people are going to be like, yo, send it. And it's mm-hmm. like, I don't know, man, like, should I really do it? And it's like, fuck, what's going to happen? And then most of the time it ends up being something that, you know, unfortunate.
0: Well, it's, it's it's also like different in the sense of like doing it in like a safe environment. But even if, yeah, you're leaving a meet or something, like if you want to do it for fun like do it for yourself or like show off a little bit of the people, it's great. But like people do that stuff way more now for clout. Yeah. You know, it's social media has been a whole different beast in that regard. Right, right.
1: now. Do you think it's, it's heavily affected? I mean, it it is kind of common sense that it did. But why do you think that social media has changed the uh, dynamic of H2O in general? Or even any car show or any big event now for that last a week?
0: It sucks to say, but a lot of people just want like, you know, 15, 30 seconds of fame. Like they, they, social media has become this beast of like getting the most views, most followers. And right. people aren't re- really posting organic creative stuff anymore. It's more so just, you know, who does the wildest shit first for views. Yeah. And it's, it's definitely it's toxic 100% right. and like, I, yeah, I don't, I don't love that part. For yeah.
1: Sure. Yeah. No. And it sucks because we're as, us as content creators, sometimes people can mistake us for like being the the reason for all these things. Mm-hmm. Right. So they'll think that because we're even, you know, even with the podcast, like it mm-hmm. could be something that's like bringing light to certain things that people don't really speak about in public, but it's also how you take the information and what you do with it for sure. So, um, us as content creators or car videographers, our intentions at least for me i'm sure for yourself too are never to um, promote anything that's bad mm-hmm. or to continue to you know ruin the car scene mm-hmm. um, but i'm pretty sure people have looked at things that way and sure. kind of said okay well these people are highlighting all this stuff that's why i remember <laughs> there was a comment today that i saw you're good you're good there's <laughs> a yeah, comment sure. today that i saw saying something about um how um the takeovers are like all this stuff is happening because we're we're promoting it, we're showing it. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it has anything to do with that because I've been doing this for years and it's never been like this is new to me. Mm-hmm. Like I went to a takeover thinking it was a car meet when I first got my Supra. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Oh, this is not a car meet. This yeah. is like yeah. <laughs> this is like wild. Mm-hmm. So it's it's still very new. I'm not really sure where it started. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I can say from my from my opinion is that like I think that it's just this generation of kids that just feel like this is what the car scene should be. I yeah, mean, I don't think that's what it should be, but that's just what it is. I mean, I
0: even even if they don't have cell phones out or, or recording anything, you know, I, I was guilty of it when I was a kid doing stupid shit skateboarding. You know, doing like jackass and CK, watch it. Like people just want to show off in front of their friends too. Yeah. So it's just it's one of those things where it just it really ruins the car culture right then, you know, right a it's a very it. it's
1: a very controversial uh topic mm-hmm. and um you know people are always going to have their opinion on it yeah absolutely um so did you ever get to enjoy h2o at all like during that time like because i know you film a lot and normally mm-hmm. when you're filming you never really get to enjoy i mean i don't want to say you never do but like you can't really party as much as everyone else
0: yeah i mean i enjoy the process of filmmaking obviously and like i'm right. around cars so i always have fun but not in the sense of like, I can go there for like a week to relax and like chill with my friends. It's it's great because I would go there and I would see people that I've either chatted with online I've never met in person before and I yeah. meet them for the first time or I meet up with friends who I haven't seen like a year or two, which is great. And like, I can see them for a bit and chat and hang out for a little but It's never like, yeah, I can't just sit there and just, you know, hang for hours. Yeah. Like capturing H2O in the way that I've documented it is a whole, it's, it's a beast, man. I mean, you have like a hundred different blocks there you right. know, up and down the strip you're trying to capture stuff on, document stuff on and you know, you're working like twenty four seven basically.
1: You actually blew up off of Ace Tua basically, you think. Yes. Right? Oh well, yeah, one hundred percent. All your videos 100%. like people were waiting for those videos because yeah. they like I think that the after movie thing, like I got fat that, that whole like that whole culture of the after after movie thing from like you you know mm-hmm. you crispy uh halcyon mm-hmm. um you guys were always the videos that i would always look forward to seeing mm-hmm. because especially with the views it's like a ton of people are watching this and i i always enjoy when people a lot of people see this stuff because it kind of brings light to that culture yeah. and h2o is like a big deal you know mm-hmm. so there are other car events that are a big deal as well mm-hmm. um but for some reason the after movies don't hit the same as h2o yeah so how do you feel about um just how content content after movies have changed from h2o until until now overall
0: h2o after movie there's nothing there's nothing like it yeah like there's no event like it now maybe there's something in the future but it was so unique in itself h2o was its own little like bubble and world that i don't think anything even now can compare to. there are other great events out there but it's just it's not the same i mean it's it's the environment and the people that are there that makes that after movie great it's right. the strip it's the ocean it's all the condos that are all different colors shape sizes whatever <laughs> it's all the storefronts there everyone walking around like you know it's 100 120 blocks long whatever and people are just walking up and down the strip all day right where you know you go to other events and it's just it's it's too spread out whereas h2o it's, it's spread out but it's in just like one long like line so yeah. people can just you know you see everyone all the time because they're just right. driving up and down the strip and all that kind of stuff so. definitely a vibe yeah oh it is definitely a vibe was,
1: <laughs> it was <R-D>. a vibe. <laughs> i didn't have a car at the time when i went but um mm-hmm. yeah i just remember like I wish I wish I was there now with the same like, time period, because mm-hmm. I would have enjoyed it a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when you have a car, it's so much better. Yeah. But, you know, you film, you enjoy the process, so you're not really, you're, you're enjoying the content more mm-hmm. so. Um, do you get excited before you get home to, like, like, what's the process after that?
0: You know what's crazy is that when, it, when it's an event like that and you're doing it, uh, filming it for, like, five, six, seven days, yeah. you, you tend to forget, like, what you film especially right. when you're filming for like 12, 14, 16 hours, you like forget what you film. So when I go back home, like I'm the drive home, I'm definitely excited. Cause like I have a general idea of like how I want to put it together and yeah. like what the kind of content I capture was. But when I get home and like I'm spending hours searching through footage or, you know, sorting through footage and everything, I'm like, I filmed that. I don't remember. <laughs> um, so it's, it's definitely, yeah, it's exciting. Cause you get to, also like when I'm putting it together, I kind of get to relive it, which is the cool right. thing about it. And then that's another part of the reason why I do it. It's not, it's not just for me and my channel. It's for my friends to see people who overseas watch the videos and they yeah. look forward to it. And like, it, it's for them to watch and enjoy. Also, it's not just, you know, my channel definitely a hundred percent blew up because of H2O, mm. but like I wouldn't go to H2O just for that sole fact, you know, right. I, did it because it's fun overall and like people look forward to them you know right the h2o videos never had really a shelf life you could you could edit it two years later and it'll still do great just because yeah. people are searching for it people want to watch the event
1: right yeah. it's crazy i think now it's more nostalgic because you don't really see it anymore so mm-hmm. it's like you want to you kind of want to go back to those videos i think you don't realize how important those videos are until like later on oh, because then you can go back and be like damn like mm-hmm. i remember that so i used to be big on like. Just capturing certain moments and then like stop recording. I, I hated recording for a long time. Mm-hmm. And um, now that I have much more of an appreciation for filming and understanding why um, it's important to capture certain things, mm-hmm. like that's a big thing, like making sure that you capture those moments because mm-hmm. if you miss them, you, you never get those back. Absolutely. So H2O
0: if, made me like grow as a filmmaker in right. that way. Yeah. Really that too. because it, it made me focus on or wanna focus more on the people and like what they're doing, the yeah. cars are great. And like, they're a showcase of the video. That's obviously one of the reasons why people want to come and watch it. But like the people make the video, right? You know, the, the excitement, the energy around them. And you know, it's, that's kind of what I try to focus on for all other event stuff too, right. that is a big part of it.
1: So before we close out with the H2O section, cause I know people wanted to hear your side, your take on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, we, when H2O was a very nostalgic time period, what was your favorite year or best year? of h2o
0: my favorite year not from a
1: content perspective where you got the most use like mm-hmm. the best year you would say as as a whole where everybody had like the best time
0: honestly the first year i went there 2014 the first year yeah 2014 2014 it was it was i can't even tell you like so the people who went before me can obviously speak on that more and i'm sure they have an even better experience but in 2014 i can't even tell you how relaxed everything was and obviously like i wasn't really filming it then so i got to enjoy it a little bit more but it was just it was a completely different vibe than right the following years um in terms of like content like mustang kyle in 2017 yeah. was my was my favorite year because that thing was such a head turner so yeah that, that thing was, is that sick
1: i yeah. all your all your content with uh with his car always goes crazy yeah um that and the nsx that you uh film with the the trailer the half
0: oh yeah Dude, oh, is that, that is
1: there even a is it a, is it like a half of
0: another car? So it's, he has a whole story on it. It's crazy. His name's Chris and it's, I believe it was a salvaged NSX that he caught. Oh, yeah. okay. the thing, it is so cool, man. Like he travels with his dog, like all around the, all around the U S with that car. It's wild. He, yeah. No, and it's, it's
1: on the, the back part is on bags too, right? Mm-hmm. The yeah. whole thing. Yeah. Out.
0: When I, when I, uh, I saw him for the first time at Wolf's and I was filming his car and there, there was a, uh, we were at a, brewery there and you know i'm filming his car and he's in the middle of this whole like crowd of people because they're all like amazed at what this thing is right yeah and all of a sudden he airs out the the his you know the nsx the front and waits a few seconds and almost all of a sudden he airs out the trailer and you could hear everyone go like what the fuck that's crazy
1: i know i hear it yeah i thought i thought you dubbed that audio in nope i didn't know that was from the actuals like the the show or whatever yep. it was at. Yep. That's so funny. Yeah, I remember seeing that clip. I'm like, what the mm-hmm. hell? That's yeah. dope though. NSX is definitely a classic car. Um, and they're great cars in, in general. They're just oh, they're fantastic sick. cars. Timeless. I definitely timeless, 100%.
0: It's sad to see it go, for sure. Yeah. Like I know uh, 2020 was my last year there. And I, th- I know other people went the year after that. Uh, and I heard it wasn't the same for obvious reasons. Yeah. And it's, it's sad to see it go. I would love to see it come back one day. I doubt it ever will but it'd be it'd be nice Probably won't but sadly yeah I doubt it but I mean anything else to share I mean I just don't want to see what happened there kind of translate to all other events because i mean what what we're just talking about takeovers and stuff you see it like almost everywhere now and it's really just (laughs) yeah it's crazy it's the first thing i see on my feed somebody getting flipped in air yeah i just no i just i scroll scroll (laughs) past i don't even know how people like like going to them to be honest when like you know a challenger is doing donuts and some person gets hit in legs and they fly like 20 i see it every day every day
1: i'm sure you guys see it if you guys are watching car content I'm, i'm pretty sure you guys see guys getting flipped in the air People's pants flying off. Like,
0: there, there are clips where people are shooting guns in the crowd oh yeah. and shit, which is it's, like, it's how, why, why do you want to go to this, you know? I don't know.
1: I think, but. you know what it is? You kind of have to be, um, I don't want to say careful, but like when you watch clips, sometimes they're taken out of context. Not saying that that's out of context, but like, you never know why people go. Yeah. There's different cultures in different states. Mm-hmm. Maybe they never got the chance to go to car shows like we, we went to, Mm -hmm. so they probably don't even know any better. Right. You know? So, um, that's why I try not to judge anybody who does those things, but just know that it's probably not the best thing to do. If you're messing around and getting law enforcement involved. Um, I know there's topics where people say like street racing is just as bad. If you're blocking roads, it can be just as dangerous, but Mm -hmm. we've already spoken about that on the podcast before. Um, when you're blocking intersections and you have people standing around and you're doing donuts, that's probably a lot worse than just driving in a street line with people behind you. Yeah, absolutely. You know? That's, um,
0: that's what I was kind of finding with, with H in 2019 is when I was like, I was really not enjoying it as much because it really took like a dark turn. Yeah. It was, it was the point where I keep saying mob mentality, but like, it's, it's scary. It's like hundreds and hundreds of, honestly, it's like, it's, it's young kids it's yeah. like anywhere between ages like 15 to like 20 is like crowds and crowds of kids yeah. and there it got to the point where like police enforcement there is spraying the sidewalks with like skunk spray to like you know disperse the crowds <laughs> and the like clips. yeah yeah there's flares being thrown like it's it that was 2019 was the year where i was like I know for a fact 2020 is my last yeah, year it's there, for sure. It's, yeah, it's just like, I'm going to, I'm going to document it for, you know, the memories and stuff, because I know looking back like 10, 15, 20 years from now, I'm going to really enjoy that, you know, and happy that I did that and documented it. But right. yeah, that was, that was, rough. Well, H2O, uh,
1: <laughs> those days are gone, but Sadly. it was great while it lasted. Yep. It's great while it lasted. Yep. So if somebody wanted to document, or let's say if somebody wanted to film car videos, right? Because mm-hmm. that's what you are. Mm-hmm. You're your car I don't are you cool think with that? So. car videographer? Or are you car you guy, a filmmaker? Car I don't know what people like to be called. I don't care, man. It's all um right. so I know people usually ask you a lot. Mm-hmm. They've asked me in the past. Um, and you get the generic, what's the best camera? What kind of camera should I start with? Mm-hmm. Right? Um, what do you think is best for somebody just trying to get their feet wet a little bit and want to film cars mm-hmm. and eventually make money doing it?
0: Yeah. So like what's a good starter camera you think? So now since, you know, Sony's mirrorless cameras have been around for a good while now, you don't even have to buy something new. You can buy something used that's in good condition that you know is reliable. So Sony's even their A7S or A7S2 you can get fairly cheaply now. And you can just use a kit lens. You don't even have to get something extra. I mean, you can get like a $300 kit lens or whatever. I think it's like a 20 to 70 like variable f-stop or whatever it is and there is so much you can do with that. I'm gonna shout out Anthony Purcell Halcyon right now because he used that kit lens on that Sony for I think like 10 years. Halcyon shot with a kit lens? Bro some of the dopest shit ever. Yeah. What? Yeah he was what? using that thing for so long bro and like when I when I first met him I saw him using it I was like damn like I've seen your work before and like I didn't like I didn't translate the two. and I was like wow he really shot all that shit with this.
1: Did he shoot cartel funds with tech lens or no?
0: That was the the tuner Evo. Yeah, I'm like 99 No, it was
1: the video where like the. the, the Oh yes, colors were changing.
0: I'm like ninety nine percent sure. If he didn't, if he didn't use it for the whole, he might not use it for the whole thing. But I'm like ninety nine percent sure. Were you sure was a kit? Like was it was it a twenty eight to seventy kit lens?
1: Kit lens. F four. That's actually a really good. F
0: four to five point six, whatever the hell it is. That's not really a kit lens though. It was a Canon. No, Sony. Oh, Sony. Sony, yeah, yeah, there's
1: that one Canon that's like a 28 to 70. I think. No, it is. no, no, no. Yeah, not that. That no, one's no, no. a really good camera.
0: Sony. Sony sells a kit lens with like most of their like entry uh, mirrorless cameras. That's just an entry level kit lens. That's terrible yeah. I think it's like a 3.5 to 5.6 something like that. But yeah, I was blown away, dude. He was using that thing for so long. So it always just goes to show you. It's like it's really not about the equipment, and people preach about this, but it it's it's always quality and like the thought process behind what you're creating. That makes people want to watch. I mean, you can shoot stuff on a cell phone now. Yeah. And as long as the content's good and engaging, like it'll it'll do well. Right. But you can't you can't go down the rabbit hole of just buying gear just to buy gear, just get like the newest thing just because you think it's gonna up your level. That's not like necessarily true. And people yeah. always fall into the habit of that. I've fallen into the habit of that. I um, have too. Yeah.
1: I spent probably the good first maybe four years of my career buying stuff. Yeah.
0: And it you know, <laughs> it's it's one of those things where like the companies do that to you because they come out with new stuff year after year and it's got all these new features and you think you need that but like do you you know you really you really don't you can you can get away with basic gear for like a very long time you can get um a used ronin m or even uh, an rs2 for like fairly cheap now offhand what are they going for the ronin m's that's the single-handed
1: uh no no that's that's the that's the one i have yet that is uh they don't make those anymore actually
0: they don't and the hard thing about them is that you have to find the batteries for them because they don't make them anymore so you have to oh, find don't? them like no so you have to find them on like ebay or something but bro i had a ronin m i love that thing for like seven years that thing was an absolute workhorse yeah I and used to, yeah. my friend cody right now is making it into actually like a, a thing like a statue type thing for my office because i didn't want to like i'm not using it anymore but like right. i didn't want to throw it out so it's like i do this yeah. thing, like <laughs> jump started so much like what i do so i was like i gotta have him make something but um yeah you don't have to get the craziest gear but like a sony a7s uh one or a7s2 is great starter cameras mainly because well also a lot of people tend to shoot uh in low light and sony's great for low light obviously. yeah a lot of
1: car stuff is is done in I mean, I don't, I don't want to say a lot of it's done in low light, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's, I have, I have a lot of trouble shooting low light with car stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, yeah. It's, it's difficult. And Sony helps remedy that a little bit, but it can also, you can also kind of like go overboard with it because when you're shooting cars at night too, you want to make yeah. sure the headlights aren't overexposed and all that kind of stuff. But that's a, that's a different, different topic, but, <laughs> um, yeah, Sony, Sony's entry like a7S and a7S A seven S two is great.
1: So, so what do you think is better? Canon or Sony? car for car videos
0: i prefer sony to be honest it doesn't really like matter too much like i don't think i prefer sony because of super lightweight so it's easy to carry around it's autofocus is amazing people will complain that like sony's color science isn't that good compared to canon but it's like i go in and color grade anything like it's really not that bad you know people will like nitpick stuff like it's again it's the quality of and content that you put out but i right. i definitely prefer sony for for car shooting i mean really just like for the low light stuff too yeah. it's such a great run and gun portable camera for that kind of stuff
1: no oh, 100% i think the ca- the color situation used to be a thing Mm-hmm. um until they came out with this whole new color science and it's got 10 bit so yes it's, the it's Sony, is like,
0: sony's color science is way better than what way, it used better. To, way better way better you don't sure. get that green skin tone anymore yeah, you know i'm not gonna lie it used to be it used to be like pretty trash before but like <laughs> I, you can fix it but like it was right. annoying to you know right
1: so the goal i think the goal is just to, to have less work in post because yes. when I first started filming, I used to do like, oh, I'll fix it in post. Mm-hmm. Like, I used to watch all these big movies and say, oh, they have crazy editors. Yeah. Like, I can film it whatever I want and mm-hmm. then I'll fix it in post. Mm-hmm. And then it's the, the worst mindset you can have. Worst mindset worst mindset you can have. <laughs> so now it's just like, even with this, even with the podcast, I try to make sure everything's good. Yep. That way, when I get home, I can have a smooth, efficient workflow. Yeah. You know, and the same thing with car videos, yeah. music videos, same thing. Um, so if you guys have that mindset where you guys feel like, um, you need to, you know, or if I'll fix it in post kind of mindset, uh, get rid of it right now and just shoot right in camera. Yeah. Always shoot I right mean, in camera. I mean, if you
0: think about it, if you take the time to do your pre-production correctly and how you're setting up your shots and all this kind of stuff, you'll spend less time in the editing yeah. room. And, like, a lot of people who get into this world spend so much of their time editing, and I'm guilty of it too. And, like, it's such a, it's such a time sucker that it takes away from all the other, like, creative processes yeah. of the shoot that you're doing. So, like don't, don't go in with the mindset to fix it and post. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I
1: mean, I, we're all going to be guilty of it. Um, we've, everybody's, everybody does that, you know, mm. how do you feel about these new speed ramping trendy edits that you've been seeing lately?
0: So I like them at first. And then every time I'm scrolling, I'm like, Oh, there's another one. There's another one. same song, same song, same <laughs> song. Oh, there's another same one. Song, like, same song, <laughs> I, I think it's, I think it's a great skill to learn. Uh, and I think it has its uses. I just, it's, it's not something that is going to like last on social media. It's a trend. It's going to go away at Mm -hmm. some point. Um, But learning that skill set on how to do that style of speed ramp is great because that also opens the door to learn like other things around that. You kind of like spider web out, which is great. Um, I just, you know, it's it's not something I would post like all the time. I right. hate I and now everybody does it right. So you, I just hate seeing it literally all the time because yeah. it's just the same thing. The content is so generic. Right. right. Now. Um, but it is it is a great skill to learn. Damn, bro, you <laughs> off <you laughs> <out> that <laughs> no, thing. Oh, <laughs> Um, I have the same mindset, and I think mm-hmm. that people
1: who filmed for maybe the past we could say five years because the the trendy edits just kicked in like maybe two years ago, Mm -hmm. probably you started to see it more. two years ago, just kicking on. Um, but now like people like us, we have a different mindset of like, you know, you have more long form content in your mind, you know, you're not doing vertical stuff. So everything now is just basically filmed for like 30 seconds. Nothing's like four minutes or even 30 minutes for features. Right. So, um, I think now in order for people to get views mm-hmm. the easiest way is to have something like captivating or like capturing your attention the first three seconds right. and i think that people are taking advantage of the speed ramps and doing cool stuff
0: they are but like what is what is that going to do for you in the long run right if, if you're doing it just to gain followers and do it for views and stuff like that then you're not really gaining anything from it maybe like monetarily wise sure to some yeah. degree but like. You're not really learning and growing from it if you're just doing it for that soul fact, you know. So, what do you think that? Because I always wonder this too. Like for all
1: the guys who are doing speed uh, speed ramp edits, like, mm-hmm. what's the goal? Like, what are they trying to? What do you think they're trying to do? Like, okay, you get to one hundred thousand followers, or even one hundred and fifty thousand followers. Mm-hmm. Um, are they getting more clients? You think? Are, they, are people? You know what I'm saying? So,
0: the, I think there's like different groups. I think some people. Do, do that trend right and they get to a certain point and they go on to the next trend and they just kind of like build a follower basis with no like real end goal in mind. Yeah. However, I do know other people who do that style of editing and they do it for a purpose to get hired by like a production company or a house right. or some big company that will, you know, be able to use their talents for that kind of thing. So like some people have an end goal, but some people literally just do it for social content, which is... yeah. You know i guess if you want to do that sure but I you know I, it's there's no like end goal to that really for me at least you know right see that
1: it's crazy because i know we talked about like h2o and the car scene kind of changing a little bit but mm-hmm. the car videography or even just pictures or photography whatever it is i think everything's changed the whole yeah. because like with that mindset it's like when we used to film mm-hmm. our goal was to build a portfolio that way we yeah. can get bigger clients or mm-hmm. even hopefully one day shoot commercials yeah. you know um, you have to have a body of work mm-hmm. and I think that it's so easy it's so much easier now to make trendy edits and go into a shop and say hey this is what I can do I have 150,000 followers mm-hmm. I can do this for your shop yeah but I don't think that's sustainable I mean
0: it's not it's not but I, I think people people also go in with the mindset of because it happens now too people do these trendy edits and then you'll get a company like McLaren or Ferrari and be like hey can you do this for us and then they see that it opens the door to that and like Maybe their mindset changes. They're like, oh, maybe this actually leads to something else, you know, instead of just doing it for just content and clout and that kind of stuff. Um, So yeah, it's it's a weird, man. I I just don't.
1: But what happens when you get your foot in the door? Because think about it. If you're only doing trendy edits, let's Mm -hmm. say McLaren says, hey, I love your content. We want to, we want to have you come in and we want to fly you out to do a a video of our new McLaren. Mm -hmm.
0: Cool. Mm -hmm. What happens when they say, hey, we want you to do a full feature? Right. Well, exactly. Sometimes it's just a one-off thing. Right. It's and like, like if, okay. you, if, if you're not well-rounded, you're not going to be able to continue on that path. Yeah. Like they'll find someone else who is. Right. You know? So yeah, it's just like, you can't, can't be like a one trick pony kind of show. Right. You know? I think there's
1: a lot of one trick ponies, no <laughs> disrespect to anybody because I watch a lot of the content that you guys are making. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that just so you guys make your business more sustainable where you guys can make money in the future switch it up a little bit like learn how Excellent. to do long form maybe film horizontal and yeah. learn how to do maybe go to car shows and just film the whole event and do after just movies. have fun yeah. just have fun with it sure. um because i think that you're kind of limiting your your uh your potential yeah and also
0: i mean within that long form content you can you can base your long form content off the fact that okay i'm gonna make a lot of micro clips from this yeah so exactly, you, can, yeah. you can make that whole video based around micro clips but like yeah, you know, long form content, there's a lot you can learn from it and grow from for sure. No, 100%. So, what do you use to edit? I use, uh, like, spec wise or? Well, for, for videos. So, I use a PC and I use Adobe Premiere mainly. Premiere? Yeah. Is there any difference between Final Cut, Premiere, like all these I'd- things? At the current time, it's really just like personal preference. I like Premiere because I've been using that style of timeline for so long. Right. where Where uh, Final Cut Pro is like a different like workflow. A lot of people I know switch to DaVinci Resolve because they have issues with Adobe. Yeah. You know, Adobe's t- um, I'm
1: not Adobeist. Is terrible.
0: Knock on wood, bro. I've had like no problems, but my, a few buddies of mine like that shit crashes like every day for them, like multiple times a day, and like they can't <sighs> get shit done. Same um, PC yeah. specs, everything. You know. Yeah, I don't get it. I yeah, don't understand. I don't, no, but. Knock on wood, I haven't had issues, so yeah. I've I've like thoroughly enjoyed it. It's been, you know, easy process for me to like learn, which has been great. You does you,
1: your workspace get saved? Because I find <laughs> that like I open up Premiere and I, I move things around every. It's just become a thing where I just really thought about it just now. Uh-huh. Every time I, I change up my boxes, my mm-hmm. my workspace, my media browser, my project manager, I open it up for a new project and it's like I have to reset it every single time.
0: Eighty percent of the time it does, and it's the weirdest thing. I'm like, eighty percent. Why is it not one hundred percent? I'm saying. I'll open it like one day, like a week after I don't edit something, and then there's like a random box <laughs> here, a pop up, and I'm like, what the like? Fuck is this?
1: You're, like graphics is like open. It's like, dude, I didn't yeah. even open this last. Like, why time. Why are
0: you here? What is it? What is? But
1: this? that's what yeah. I mean. I, I don't think yeah. Adobe's. I don't think Adobe's a bad, um, like program. I just mm-hmm. think it's not consistent. No,
0: it's it it's not, and it's it's got bugs for sure. Um, a ton of bugs. Yeah, and a ton. A ton, and I've I've definitely had my frustrations with it. I've had yeah. like blue screens from it. It's yeah, it's been it's been annoying sometimes for sure. But right. overall, it's been okay. Yeah, it's almost like picking like mm, the best of like you know programs that you know like best of the worst kind of situation. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Adobe's my jam for right now. For right now, Adobe Adobe gets a, gets
1: a job done. I used <laughs> to film on um. I used to film. I used to edit on Resolve. Um, oh yeah, I remember. I it. couldn't yeah. get used to it though. No, I really couldn't. It's a gr- It's free. Mm-hmm. Great program but i think that in terms of speed mm-hmm. i think premiere is probably the fastest i think you can get things done more, uh, much quicker on there and i think mm-hmm. that when you like even if you're vlogging mm-hmm. you can do cuts and everything if you have your you know shortcuts set up mm-hmm. much faster um it's just i don't know it's just easier to work with i agree
0: premiere. and it, it definitely depends on personal preference but i I do, I do know people now that have switched to resolve and resolve has gotten uh, a lot better than what it used to be. So really? the, okay. yeah, it, the workflow's better, it's less buggy. Does it still have its problems? Sure, yeah. yeah. But uh, I know a lot of people who use it now and they prefer it over Premiere and Final Cut, but it all comes down to personal preference. But also you can't you can't just like dive into one of the programs for like a week or two and be like, oh, I don't like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You really actually gotta learn the program and see the in, ins and outs of it to really, you know, deep dive and see if you're comfortable with it.
1: No, 100%. I think that's, well, I, I had no choice because I had the black magic. Right, so I had. I mean, I could have edited on. Actually, I couldn't because they didn't have the Kodak yet for uh, B roll. I think it was on on Premiere. Oh, really? Super technical stuff. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But um, I did learn on the Resolve. It was cool, but Premiere is just where it's at for right now. Final Cut's great too. You edit with Final Cut, Tristan? No, you're a Premiere guy. Yeah. Nice. Seems like it. I can kind (laughs) of tell. You know, it's like like a Premiere guy. He seems like a (laughs) Premiere guy. He's got an Android also. So. Nah, no, I'm kidding. I'm joking. I'm joking. Get out, bro. <laughs> I'm joking. So, um, for those who are watching, right? For the people who you know who, who love your content, or people who want to get some information from you, mm-hmm. since your experience and your content's amazing, um, give me the
0: car video car videographer starter kit. Car videographer starter kit. Mm-hmm. Damn. Car videographer starter kit. Gimbal. Sony camera. Zoom lens. <laughs> <laughs> zoom lens zoom lens decent location uh shit, what else would there be that's pretty much it for a starter kit yeah in what in like equipment terms yeah or, like okay yeah. let's
1: say you know if they wanted to go to the store and just buy you know they want
0: to start filming car videos and want to go to best buy and pick up some equipment Honestly, I got one better. Don't even use the gimbal first because the problem when people use the gimbal is that they overuse the gimbal. Ooh, okay. Right? So you see it in every video. I was guilty of it and then I started watching other people's content and like, because it got to a point where my content felt very stagnant or stale because it's, it's like... Gimbal movement's sick, but like if it, if it's only that, it kind of gets monotonous. You,
1: you lose the raw emotion. Like if somebody's walking to a car, sometimes you want to get that handheld
0: right look to it. So you know? starter kit would actually be just get the DSLR camera, learn to use your uh, your object and you know your people in it and the environment. Learn to tell a story first, just so it's not your generic. Hard content that most people put out. Yeah. You know, learn to use the camera, learn to like work with the subject, Mm -hmm. make it as dynamic as possible, and then start to introduce other tools. Like the gimbal, so I starter agree. kit, bro? Just DSLR and lens. Is it? A S two and a kit lens. Is it? You know the lens that
1: the zoom lens I was talking about. It wasn't a twenty eight to seventy. I think it was a twenty four to one hundred five f four. Oh, that Canon. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That is not a kit lens. Yeah. I know, no, no. no. That's yeah. a good. That's a good lens. Yeah. Um, I started on Canon. Mm-hmm. So, um, I I said twenty eight to seventy. That's a newer. That's like a Sigma. I think they make that, right? I believe so. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think you're missing one thing, though. Well, what maybe I'm not. Doing? Do you feel like you need a CPL when you're filming? For cars, damn
0: bro, I can't believe I forgot about them. ND CPL, filters, no. what about no filters? Uh, CPL for sure, okay. 100%. Uh, I use an ND CPL combo. CPL like, is a polarizer, guy So, yes. can you explain what a CPL is? Circular polarizer. So, essentially, what it's going to do is you'll twist the filter and it's going to take out certain reflections in the right. car or even on the ground, too. Like a lot of times when you're filming on asphalt or a track or whatever, it can be. Kind of washed out. You turn the CPL, it'll darken it and give it a little more contrast. I,
1: I didn't even know that. See, yeah. you learn something new yeah, every yeah. day. Yeah, yeah. So for for tracks like for a certain like ground like you yeah, to have...
0: it's usually just like black asphalt, you know, that'll do it. So really? sometimes it's like a little bit like too shiny or like a little bit washed out. You turn the CPL, it'll darken it and give it more contrast. Yeah.
1: What happens to the the um the windshield though?
0: So the windshield, depending on all in in most in most scenarios, it'll darken the windshield and take out reflections too. But it depends, right? Because okay. sometimes Sometimes you want those reflections or sometimes, cause you can go in between too, right? You can have like half. Re- I do that
1: on the quarter panel sometimes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Half reflection, half nice. So like it really depends what you want it to look like, but it is a necessity to have for right. sure. But like there are times where I'll shoot uh, a scene where someone's driving in the car and I actually like seeing trees and stuff go over the car. And if yeah. I turn the CPL the whole way, I wouldn't really see that. So I'll do it half and like, mm. I'll see it, it just get gives the shot a little bit more like dynamic movement to it so like you'll see the leaves and trees going over like half the windshield or half the subject's face you know but you'll still be able to see them so it depends on your taste you know but cpl for sure 100 percent.
1: definitely didn't know that's dope so what about nd filter
0: uh nd filter yeah i mean they they're both a necessity whether whether you can only get one or both at the same time i don't like stacking them so you can buy like an nd filter separately in a cpl and then you stack them i don't like that it's too messy like it just the quality of the glass is just i just don't love it so if you can buy a good i use a brand called genius tech which is nd cpl all in one which i
1: saw you i saw you use that when we did the pcny thing a couple years ago yep and that was pretty it looks yeah it's good
0: things a lifesaver but i mean you need an nd to control light because that's what's controlling your f-stop and what controls how the video is really going to look because if you shoot everything in f9 for example that means everything's basically in In focus focus. so if you want to look like that fine if you don't you want to shoot a lower f-stop like at f4 f3 you know 3.5 right you're going to get obviously a little more blur in the background Mm -hmm. etc and it'll look different so i mean you need nd to control light not just for that but also for your shutter speed also yeah because if you're shooting in 24 and you want your shutter at 150th you're going to need nd to cut out that light because if you up the shutter to let's say you know one over 200 yeah uh, 24 frames it's gonna look super jittery which if you're filming like a horror scene or something sure that like yeah, works yeah. you know but f- for this car kind of stuff, stuff not always yeah. you want
1: to have as much motion blur on the streets too and make the car look faster i'm assuming right yeah that's what uh, i like at least everyone right. has
0: like a different preference and stuff but yeah i love i love seeing the car it's it's actually it's great to see like when you're in the editing program whatever you use and you see the car literally like tack sharp yeah and you see everything around it like completely blurry that's dope it's, it's really it's really cool it's basically a photo you know yeah it's the same uh, thing it really, it's it literally really the same is thing. and then when you see that you're like oh i really understand why controlling light and settings are very important right obviously <laughs> yeah yeah
1: no 100 I, I think i think you start to learn that stuff the more it shoots you do and that's why it's yeah. important to keep doing like mm-hmm. um free shoots because mm-hmm. the people who are waiting for paid gigs yeah. you might be sitting around waiting and you might not get enough practice yeah. to be able to have the experience to kind of know the things
0: that you do because and also just like have fun with it yeah you know like do stuff that you're passionate about don't always do you know don't hustling's great obviously and, right. you know making money and all that stuff but if you hustle too much, you start to lose passion for what you're doing and 100%. you start to really treat it as like a job, a job, which to a degree, yeah, it is if you do it full time, but like you really got to enjoy, you have to enjoy the process of it. And I'm guilty of it too. Like there are times where I'm just like in a hustle mindset. There's so much like projects and shit going on that like, yeah. I forget, but you have to like rein yourself back in and be like, oh wow, this is actually like really enjoyable. i like, sometimes I'll just do like a big project for free, because it puts me back in that mindset and I like just have fun with that project. Right. You know?
1: So there's one thing that, that like when I'm filming um, that's different with cars than it is for like music videos or portraits, right? Do When you film car stuff, do you film like a higher aperture, like which means technically everything's in focus, or you mm-hmm. film lower? Because like when you're doing portraits, you want that like kind of that like blurred out effect in the background. You want to have more depth. So normally for, like, portraits, I usually shoot lower f-stops. Mm-hmm. Um, but for car stuff, do
0: you shoot, normally shoot higher? Like I F- actually, I, I shoot mid-range. And the reason for that is, like, when it's just, like, personal preference and style. But, like, when you, sh- if I would t- were to shoot at, like, 1.8 or 2.0, yeah. you, for me, it, like, it looks, it almost looks like too fake. Like, there's a time and a place for it. But for me, I like to have, like, a good, happy medium between, you know, very blurry and not like you know what i mean right. like i i like to have that like mid, mid range spot. mid-range spot there are times where like there are certain specific shots where like i know i want to shoot wide open because i know i want to look this way yeah. but like i won't shoot an entire an entire video Feature like that video yeah. right, right unless i like specifically plan something out to to do yeah. that you know but i i usually like like around like an F4 to 5.6. Yeah, and, that, and that, that's
1: normally where I film too. Um, yeah. if, I, if I ever do car videos yeah. or for my stuff. But it's sad. I never get rollers in my car, unfortunately. You're actually the I'm only like, person who filmed rollers of my car like an actual video.
0: I'm so happy we did that because that shit was yeah. so dope. Yeah, no, it was. was. That, so that video
1: was, uh, I mean, I kind of don't want to do another one, but I want to do it with a different setup.
0: You know? You know, let me know we'll, we'll our get, we'll get down. There. We'll down. Another passion project. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> Hell yeah.
1: So I saw this cool setup that you had on the back of, or on the front of, or in the back, or on the front, everywhere, on the back, everywhere. <laughs> so there's a Supra, like um, mo from PetroWorks,
0: yep. That you had this crazy car rig yep. set up on. Can you talk about that? Oh hell yeah, that was so <laughs> much fun, dude. So mo from PetroWorks, gotta give him a shout out because he 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 pulls through for me every time. We made or he made a custom tow hitch on a Mark V Supra, two yeah. inch tow hitch that I'm able to mount metal piping or speed rail too that lets me put a arm on so i use yeah. i use i use two different arms i use moto cranes srb arm which is for like the bigger camera packages like the red gemini's like with the yeah, yeah, Pro yeah and stuff and then i'll use a smaller one for like just depends on the job uh it's the called the move max n2 mini i looked which, into that one which yeah. it's really for the money man it's it's awesome and how much that, does it go
1: for Is it like is it is that the five thousand dollar one or there's like a ten thousand dollar one so
0: that's like the f- yeah four to five four thousand to five, dollar one okay. but like it comes with a whole bunch of shit. the ten thousand dollar one is their big arm right I the think. big arm um but it's great that one holds the the mini holds like an rs2 or rs3 pro and like uh, oh, wow. a dslr and it's yeah. bang for buck it is very good but you know different situations call for different things right but right. yeah so for mo's super the mark V. we were at a roll racing event in the poconos for race motive so you know these cars can get all the way up to like 210 miles an hour <laughs> and we're documenting the event so you know before that i was like mo we gotta do something dope because i didn't want to make just the generic like recap video of like cars you know panning left and right, right, right or like whatever vantage points you can't use a drone there so i couldn't do anything like yeah. that it's so, like mo we gotta do something dope so he makes this custom tow hitch and we set up this whole rig with a moto crane srb the red gemini and movi pro and we're going 144 miles an hour down the Pocono Raceway, literally tracking cars to make the most like dynamic video possible. It was sick. It was like it was super like sketchy because like <laughs> yeah, with the, to ca- be honest, camera red on there too. Yeah, I mean we had like safety like you know um, right. stuff uh, rigged to it, but we get there and I'm actually I'm with uh, my buddy Wes and Crispy also because we're all we're yeah. all rigging this thing uh, and. This was the first time like I was going to go this fast. It wasn't the speed that like worried me like for myself. It was like all the stuff on the car, even though we had right. safety stuff like tethered to and whatnot, like it's a very expensive camera. It's like, you know, every it's very, you know, nerve wracking. Right, so. right. right. We go, we go do like the first pass with it. I'm like, I'm like, kind of like sweating, like freaking out. And then we do the second pass. I'm like, okay. And then by the, like the third pass, I'm like, all right, like we're, we're just, we're in it. So like, we're going to film all day with this thing. Like it's yeah. holding up. It's great. We do like safety checks, you know, after like every single run, that kind of stuff. But yeah, 144 miles an hour in a camera car. And the footage is like phenomenal. Held up perfectly.
1: Did you have to use any warp stabilizers? I didn't even see the footage on it. Did you post it?
0: Yes. Yeah. I can. I'll. I'll I saw. I this.
1: saw the. I saw when you guys like behind the scenes of it. I never saw the clips though. Well, that's yeah. probably because I'm. I'm not. I haven't been active on well, Instagram. It, my algorithms. Yeah. Whappy, all <laughs> those
0: uh, but yeah, I did I did post and I can. I can show you some some of the clips. I'll put it up. Well. It's, it's probably. Yeah.
1: You guys will probably see it like up on the screen right now. So. so
0: I didn't use any warp stabilizer for the sole fact that I want to show the actual speed. Where, I mean, you could see the speed we were going. Right, but, like I right, really right. want to show speed. So. Yeah. To be honest, like, it was. It was, like, 90% smooth, right? The rest was kind of, like, a little bit jitter and shake, but it was perfect because, yeah. like, we're catching up with these cars. They're going No, really it makes good. sense. Yeah. It makes so, sense. like, it was it was fine. If I used warp stabilizer, it honestly would have looked... It would look weird. Right. You know, it being so smooth. I we think that goes back that to
1: way. the point where you said before, though, like, you know, using a Ronin and mm-hmm. as opposed to shooting handheld for certain things. Yeah. I think for something like that to show the speed and how raw the energy is with the cars and how fast they're going, I think you kind of do want that
0: shake in it a little For bit. For sure. Absolutely. I mean, there, there are directors, and DPs out there who will like specifically show speed by making the gimbal do weird movements or making it like slightly off balance because they know it'll provide like that proper jitter or shake.
1: You know what that is? What do you mean? So there's like a, there's this, there's the a shaker s- box. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, I
0: know the shaker box. Come on. So that's so so people do use that, but there are other people who don't even use that at all because right. sometimes sometimes it's the shaker, shaker box. box is like yeah, box, <laughs> if you know you know. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> um, sometimes the shaker box is like a little too much, or some pe- time people like don't even want to put it on. So yeah. like, they'll you know right. Yeah, bro, I know the shaker okay.
1: box. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, usually on those crazy expensive car commercials, um you know you can use stuff like that on there because they have all the equipment to make it yeah. look however they want it to you know but Mm -hmm. when you're on a gimbal and you're like hanging out your boy's car you know you don't really want to be messing around with that yeah definitely (laughs) because it's probably already shaky as it is from the wind slap on the camera 100 percent, (laughs) bro it's
0: funny Um, there's this
1: guy um i think we spoke about him last time uh i I, his stuff is so fire um what is his name he does like the he did the penzoil commercials ozan yes ozan and the other guy too uh Um, who did penzoil He wouldn't do penzoil he did uh he did an Acura Integra commercial recently, and I think he also did an Audi um, commercial um, as well.
0: Maybe use McGregor works. Yes, McGregor, McGregor works. Yes. Yeah, dude, yes. that dude's all over the place. Him, Sweatpants Media, OZan Byron. Right. Okay. What's crazy? I'm going to deviate a little bit. Now you good? You're so, good. Uh, you know the show Wolfscar? Yes. The automotive yes, Show. Yes, yes. Right. So I recap it every year. Right. Um, and each year, each year I'll submit like videos that I make or films that I make to like film festivals. Right. So I submitted. Wolfskart 12 to the London motor or the motor film awards, which is hosted in London. This was their 10th year doing it. It is like the top of the top award ceremony, like thousands and thousands of people will submit their films to this. And there's about 12 categories. And within those 12 categories, there's 10 people that get nominated for that category. So I submitted Wolf's and that got into the best event film category. Wow. So, Good shit, dude. Thank you, man. It was, Damn, it was that's, it's, that's it's been like a highlight of my career. We, didn't end up winning because they're when i say top of the top i'm talking about like penzoil like multi 1000000 no, dollar still, that's still oh, dude. dude i was no i was <laughs> that's hyped crazy. i was hyped to even be nominated so like i uh, i went there and i'm bringing this full circle because i've never met ozan but motor film Awards actually brought him in to do some speaking so i actually met him there and i met the sweatpants media guys and the guys who work with mcgregor works right also they're all like awesome dudes. And really? they're all car guys. They like they all love this shit. Um, they're awesome people. So if you guys, you know, watching this or in the, the automotive field, definitely look those guys up because yeah, they're I, inspiration for sure.
1: <laughs> I used to, the night before, I think we're all guilty of like having shoots and then like night before trying to get some inspiration. Oh, and yeah, like you're watching these car about. commercials and you're like, dude, I, I could do this. Mm-hmm. I could make this happen tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So the McGregor-Rooks is like the one guy I watched. Those Pennzoil commercials, mm-hmm. I've watched those thousands of times. Um, and I've tried to emulate them so many times and then the shoot never goes as planned because you hit traffic.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, some you, shit. you can, you <laughs> can like, you replicate it film. to like a degree, right? But then yeah, New York, you, <laughs> New York, you can't do shit like that. I mean, you can, you know, I mean these, these, these crews, are, they're like 50, 60 man crews. Yeah, Sometimes even more than multi-million yeah. dollar budgets are you know, shutting down roads and stuff. Right. They got, it's different, but you know, there are ways you can emulate it for sure. Absolutely. No, hundred percent. It's but definitely those inspirational.
1: Those are like high budget shoots. Yeah. And yeah, if you don't up. really know when you're watching something like that, it's like music videos. People will tell me like, yo, I want my, my shit to look like this. And it's like, okay, do you know how much money that costs to do that? So what's your and budget? you want me to have my camera <laughs> and my gimbal in yeah. the room, doing this for you yeah okay okay what's, yeah, exactly what's yeah. your budget so what's your budget <laughs> what's your budget speaking <laughs> of budgets i know we mentioned earlier before about clients and how it's tough now because a lot of people aren't really pushing more for long-form content mm-hmm. so how has it been lately uh for yourself and other videographers who normally shoot long-form features mm-hmm. um to get you know to get work yeah. Is it
0: easy no it's definitely been it's definitely been more difficult it's been harder for sure people and i've gotten hit up to just specifically create short form content for people in their cars i just yeah. I, I don't have any like interest in it like for me i love the creative process behind making a long form video and then like cutting out seg- like smaller short form content segments right. from that you know so i can also like host it on youtube and my channel and like the people who are subscribed to my youtube can see it because i mean short form is you know cool to a degree but like for me like the creative process just like isn't like really there and also can you be creative with vertical short form content? Sure. But you're also limited in like the actual like space framing and like everything that you have. So it's just, it's different. Like it's, it's for sure been harder and I hope it changes kind of back to the way it was, or at least takes like somewhat of a different route, but I'll always be doing like widescreen long form content.
1: Do you think it works both ways? So, you know, you know, how we were saying before that a lot of the trendy edits, those people aren't going to be, you know, I'm not going to say they're not going to be, but it's not sustainable. Do you think it's the same for long form content creators, like people who have been doing it for years to kind of have to switch towards the short form? Because if you're doing long form and that's all you want to do, it's not really sustainable because if all these companies want short form content, you kind of have to adapt, you know?
0: Yeah. I mean, there's always going to be, or at least I think there's always going to be a world where, you know, content lives on YouTube. They live on streaming platforms. They live on like, TVs at trade shows or whatever. So yeah. like, unless those all change to vertical, yeah, <laughs> unless, TVs, know, unless yeah, TVs go sideways. Yeah. I think there's always going to be like, I don't think it'll be obsolete to be honest. No, you don't think so. No, I think there's always going to be some, some path for it.
1: Right, I, I'm curious. I, I I don't even know. I, I really don't. It's kind um, of scary to be honest. It, it is scary unless you're one of those top guys like we spoke about before, mm-hmm. like mcgregor Gregor works, um, who's getting these commercial gigs. Right. Um, but even then, I'm sure that they have to either make some changes in their workflow when they're shooting. They might have to frame shots certain way because it might be yeah. for Snapchat or yeah, you know, some other other platform where they have to make it short form. I so,
0: know if I if I had to shift my whole business and filming career to just create vertical short form content. I don't know if I'd still do it, to be honest. I really don't really. Yeah. I do. It's just, it's, that's like, it's very like mind numbing to me. It it, literally, you're just like in this box. Yeah. It's so, it's very hard to get creative. I actually like it though. Do you? I, I dude, I
1: don't in what way. It's just easier. Um, you can, so I was charging like, I don't know, like 500 bucks for music videos when I first started. Mm-hmm. And I can get the same amount of money, if not close to it, doing a short form content. I'm mm-hmm. not gonna do no $100. I'm sorry. I'm not doing it. Yeah, yeah, of course. But people will pay for it because mm-hmm. along with the content comes, like, if they see that it's getting traction, they obviously think that you're the, you're the reason for it. Mm-hmm. So, and it's true, you are the reason for it. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's easier to deal with clients that way because they're only getting 30 seconds of, of content. Mm-hmm. Before, if you're doing a four minute feature, and you yeah. choose a song, you're kind of fucked. Yeah, yeah, So if you're doing a 30-second video and you, you want to change a song, it's not a big deal. You just slide some clips around. Right. You can kind of do it for the four-minute or mm-hmm. even 15-minute video, mm-hmm. but just imagine having to change a song for, like, a four-minute section of a 15-minute video. Oh, yeah, no, no. no. You I mean, know, it's kind of... Brutal. Yeah, it's brutal. And yeah, yeah.
0: you're not getting paid for that. There's definitely a place for it, for sure. But, like, I mean, at least for me, like, if, if it was just, so, like, solely short form short content form, right, and vertical right. like it would to me uh, it would it would be treated as almost literally just like a nine to five like yeah job at that point where like i would still enjoy it right for sure but like right. I, a lot of the creativity for me gets like taken away no it that, definitely but.
1: does I, I mean youtube is always going to be youtube it's always going to yeah. have a platform they're not going to eliminate the the horizontal 16 by 9 you know yeah, not way. they're not going to go towards not just way. shorts even though shorts are kind of doing really well yeah um but there's always going to be a place for um i guess if you want to say landscape or yeah, horizontal video, whatever you want I th- to call
0: it. I think there there's a world where they both, you know, live in the same world right. in harmony for right. sure. No, I, don't, I don't think one's going to necessarily like fully overtake another.
1: You just got to learn how to use, not you, I'm just saying, mm-hmm. if you're watching, you guys have to learn how to use the short form to kind of push the long form content. Yeah. Because one of the things so. that people miss out on is, you know, using the tools that are given to us. So mm-hmm. if they're shorts, post on shorts or right. make a highlight from the long form video yeah cut it down to make the shorts video that way you can promote the long form video and get the views because that's where the money comes in oh for that's sure if you, you want to grow your
0: youtube channel shorts is yeah. it right now no 100%. i don't know for how long but it for right now it is it for yeah. sure i will gain more subscriber attraction on shorts than will long form video and like for obvious reasons you yeah. know but like if yeah if you're not doing that right now you got you gotta hop on that not are you, you on but... tiktok at all yeah you are how do you feel about tiktok and the algorithm
1: do you think it, like, caters towards, like,
0: car videographers? I think it actually works better than Instagram, yeah. Really? I do. For really? for my stuff, at least. Okay. For right. sure. It's, it's, it depends. It's subjective. Because so. I, ha- I have a bigger following on Instagram than I do TikTok, but TikTok has way more engagement, usually. Yeah. And the videos on there tend to just, like, do better overall right um instagram's algorithm is like extremely it changes too often it changes too often it's just like it's it's whack i follow like 1500 people i only see like 30 you know <laughs> like it's yeah it's yeah it's it's taken such a bad turn now you're seeing
1: which is crazy because it wasn't like this so me and tristan we used to film like when i first started growing my my platform mm-hmm. we used to film all the time and when you film all the time you're posting, you see how things react. Mm-hmm. I haven't really filmed. I'm not sure you, you haven't filmed anything. But yeah. So it's kind of just because of how like much has changed. It kind of, you kind of lose like motivation. Yeah. But now you're starting to see more people you don't even follow on your feed now. Yeah. So it's like, it's you like don't why? even know. Yeah. Why? It's like, why? So then it's kind of tough to kind of get followers sometimes, because I don't want to say it's tough to get followers, but when you're seeing somebody random and you like this, you like their content, mm-hmm. you could just hit it and keep scrolling, yeah. not even realizing. Sometimes I, I even say like, damn, do I follow this person? Yeah, just because like we're so used to seeing Instagram feeds with people that we follow. Yeah. They didn't tell us like, hey, by the way, you're just going to see a bunch of random stuff. Mm-hmm. So now it's like when you see stuff, you're like, wait, I follow this person? And then you start checking out their their page. Mm-hmm. Um, but just because it's changing so often, I feel like it's not, it's like you don't even know what to push for anymore.
0: Yeah. Well, know? that's the thing that they're, they're all be people who argue against that be like oh you're not creating engaging enough content which which i agree that's a valid point to to a degree but like for me personally i've dabbled in like creating so many different styles of videos to create engaging content and i haven't like found a solution where one does like drastically better than the other i've literally made a seven second clip of a car rolling literally nothing else and it just completely went viral Whereas I'll make, you know, a 20 second like banging edit, or I'll make a, a video that has like subtitles over it, like very engaging and, you know, thousand views. You right. Know? So like, what do you, what do you do? What are the comments on the, on the seven second videos? You, have you checked them out? They're like, mm, sometimes it revolves around just like the car that gets posted, right? It's like, yeah. oh, the sick, ca- sick car or whatever. Or it's just like, you know, oh, the, this shot is sick. Meanwhile, it's just a generic like rolling <laughs> shot. So it's like, it's very confusing sometimes I don't I don't get it it's (laughs) it's
1: hard too because cars can't talk you know right so like it really matters like how you film it I guess but Mm -hmm. it kind of doesn't because you may think it's a fire shot Mm -hmm. and it is but then it's like it gets no engagement right it's like I I don't I really don't understand the whole car thing that's why I try to stay away from posting cars like or not cars but like my car Mm -hmm. like I used to do a lot of car content but Mm -hmm. what's the point
0: yeah I have if you get 80,000 100,000 followers then what yeah. You know, I guess like, the important thing is to really just like not get discouraged about it, even though it is super annoying. 100%. Cause I mean, I, you know, like four years ago, I, you know, you or I post something gets more engagement than it does now, even though you have more followers, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. I'm sure many people can attest to that, but yeah. yeah, you can't get discouraged about it. Just gotta, you know, hustle through it.
1: hundred percent. So what's next for you, man? So I know you, you, are obviously, you have your, your company, you have Black Cell Productions, mm-hmm. um, but you're always working.
0: You're always Too busy, much, man. I'll be like four or five every morning. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm tired. Bro. So
1: we had to schedule this interview like a month out. I think it, it was, right? Yeah. Yeah. Cause you mm-hmm. were busy last time. So where do you go from here? Because it's hard, it's hard to like get out of this mm-hmm. if, unless you have somebody else replacing you and mm-hmm. kind of running the business for you. Mm-hmm. So is that your goal to like, kind of have somebody oversee the business and then that way you can take a step away and kind of focus on things you want to focus on hobbies or,
0: Uh, a a little bit like I'm, I'm definitely not done in this space, whatever. Like I want to grow a lot more. Like I'm not, I want to have big warehouse doing like really cool production shoots, stuff like that, and really diving more into like the McGregor works realm, the Ozan realm and like really doing like cool, big budget, stuff like that. Cause it's a lot of fun in that, but there's, you know, to do that also is to bring people on board that can supplement your time. So you can have that extra time to like go and do those right. sort of things you know so that's that's kind of what's on the horizon like I you know I work non-stop to like do this so I yeah. really that's what I'm pushing for for sure
1: yeah I, I definitely am grateful for you being here bro I really Hell appreciate yeah, your time so um tell the viewers where to find you
0: so you can find me at schwa films on Instagram and YouTube s-c-h-w-a-a-f-i-l-m-s uh Instagram YouTube TikTok I'm on there my full service production company is called Black Sail Productions so you can same thing YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, and all that. So,
1: Dope, dope. Right, guys, definitely go check him out. His content is great. He's been doing this for years. And if you guys are here for the H2O content, you definitely know who he is. <laughs> um, and hopefully we can bring back H2O. Maybe I should make some shirts say bring back H2O. You, never, you, might, you might
0: start a movement oh that'd be dope right i'll be the first on board (laughs) bro (laughs) i'm sure there's probably shirts
1: i I probably shouldn't probably say that out loud because then there's probably some guy who's going to print it tonight and press the shirt in his in his bedroom copycats dude no i'm kidding i'm kidding i'm kidding (laughs) but um yeah until next time bro hell yeah so if you guys are watching please make sure you guys hit that like button um continue to listen to all streaming platforms catch you on the next one peace